Hey, this is Charles Bant from Full Moon, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Squad podcast episode number 179. Tonight we're talking about The Conjuring Part 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, currently in theaters and streaming. Um, when you're a co-host, we got Todd, we have Sam, Joe, and Steve, all looking pretty fly and fresh today. Steve's got the shiny shirt on, Sam is looking great in her radiant hair, and Joe is wearing a Freddy Krueger, I think. It says Freddy, so I'm going to say, oh, Ghoulies on Sam, too. All right. Yeah. Yeah, a little Freddy action tonight. A little Freddy, a little Freddy spaghetti. Joe's Freddy flying spaghetti. high. He just got hit on outside by a neighbor, so he's all glowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know um, it. Had to find that Dragon Ball Z ball for her, so, you know. <laughs> Is she a listener? I don't think so. No. Shout out to maybe listener in apartment complex with Joe and Sam. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, How's vacation, Todd? Vacation was good. Uh, a lot of driving. 14 hours, 14 and a half plus there and back. So that sucks. Each each way, I mean. Wow. Um, but I did go to a really cool horror store. I think Creepy Kate recommended it. And it's called Horror Freak. And it's a super tiny store, but it has like a lot of character in it. I think I sent you guys a picture if you remember. If not, I can resend it. Um, but like a lot of DVDs, collectibles. Like they got local filmmakers. They got their movies in there. It's like an indie corner. It's pretty, t- uh, pretty cool. I ended up getting a shirt because I wasn't like looking for like movies or anything, but you know, got a nice little shirt from it. So that was as much horror as I did out there. Otherwise it was much of eating great food. Um, a lot of parks, a lot of outside stuff. So yeah, it was good. What was you the didn't... best thing you ate? Oh boy. Um, uh, I don't know if Texans will be mad about this, but it was Bucky's. It's like a large gas station mm-hmm. and they have barbecue. And it was great. I thought it was good. It's like fast food barbecue, but it was really good. So I was a fan. All right. You didn't make it over to that haunted bridge you were talking about? No, didn't do it because it was raining a lot out there, and that's an outside yeah. event. So, right. but lots of good food. Baseball game at the Ranger, new Ranger Stadium was cool. So yeah, sweet. Well, we got to mention our giveaway for tonight's episode. I know there was a little confusion on this, so I do apologize to everyone for that. Um, I was going to announce the winner tonight, but uh, we did have a couple people message us just saying, you know, they had just listened to the episode the other day and they didn't know if they were too late or anything. So I just want to give people a little more time to get in on it if you'd like to. So I will announce the winner next week instead uh, but all you have to do is go over to our Discord, join our Discord, just DM uh, any of us really, or just, you know, our Horror Squad podcast uh, Instagram. And over on the Discord, there is a now contest entry channel. It probably won't be the first one we'll doing. And all you have to do is just uh, put in your new, uh, most current favorite horror movie that you've seen recently. It's that simple. And I'm going to open this one all international. Um, I know we have a lot of uh, international listeners, so uh, I'm going to give back. So good luck to everyone that enters. And if you win and it costs me $100 to ship to your country, hey, I'll do it for you. So you all you that, Denmarkians you, out there. <laughs> yes. You want go. that? You want that hoodie? It's a hoodie blanket. Um, it, go over, it's on our Instagram. You can see it. Sam modeling it beautifully, by the way. Very cool. 
Yes, and Sam made sure to make me edit her feet out in the picture, but I did. <laughs> you, you, you because can still you have to pay for that if you would like to get feet pics. You know That's my just... Instagram. You know where to message me at. Come on, guys. Also, currently two for one. Buy left, get right free. <laughs> so, boys and girls uh, out there. I like that. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I think we need to get some love to Denmark, too, because we've consistently been in their charts. So that's really cool. Absolutely, yeah. So we love hearing from you guys. So if you're from Denmark, oh, anyone, obviously, but if you're from Denmark, send us a little note. Yeah, do it, do it. We got we got to review a movie soon. I know Steve gave us, we got a suggestion, but we couldn't find it like anywhere. We tried to look it up. So. I, I could find the American remake, but I can't find okay. the uh, the Danish version. And you told that me Night that, Shift, Night yeah, Watch, Night, Night Watch, Night, Night Watch. Yeah. So hopefully we'll find it uh, or get some other you know recommendations out there. Uh, I know my so my wife is Danish and her cousin still lives in Denmark and she laughed when we when I reviewed Reptilicus because apparently that's not a good representation of Denmark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the shout out to all the Danes uh, for their support. Uh, we really appreciate it. And just a quick note as well, uh, we're nearing the end of our Tea Public contest where I'm going to build a box for uh, whomever had uh, buys any of our merch just send us a picture of the merch and you'll be entered to win so we have quite a few entries we really appreciate everyone buying the shirts and mugs and all that stuff but you have about two or three more weeks before i pull the winner for that so yeah so then if we're getting close to the end i know it takes time sometimes just send us like a, a picture of the you know the receipt or the you know proof that you bought it and i'll enter you as well so so we're right. going to switch things up tonight, right? We're not doing questions to the end. Yeah, like 95% of the questions we got were Conjuring related. Uh, so I figured we'll talk about it at the end of the episode after the Conjuring review, because a lot of them pertain to the movie. So might as well do them all at the same time. On the, excuse me, on the last episode, did you guys talk about your Conjuring event? Was that mentioned? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Okay. it yeah, it was like pretty basic stuff, but we, we got a tarot card reading. So if you want to Ooh, go back and listen okay. to that little story, it's, it's it was fun. Joe got the death card right off the bat. I did. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing what watched? It was like uh, Miss Cleo pretty much, right? Oh, now. was it? Man, that's like an old – I need to pull up that commercial now and put it on the bumper for Steve. So I uh, – is this won't be my official what watched – um, but I rewatched Stranger Things season one on vacation with my family. Oh. The first time they watched it, the kids, and they were scared. I forgot how like effective that first season is. It's really good. Um, the kids are all adorable. Um, like Chief Hooper is freaking awesome. The mom's great. That's a, like a really solid show. CGI is a little bit wonky. I don't remember it being that bad. But it's only a few years old, but it looks kind of dated already. But overall, that's a super fun show, especially for kids. Even though um, Mike's sister like gets it on a couple times in that with uh, Steve, and I'm like, dang, Steve's laying pipe, and I gotta fast forward this. But uh, overall, solid show. So we can start season two soon. So it's just a little sidebar. I can't wait for season four. Like it's just, oh yeah, it's so it's maybe like thirty years old. Yeah. Is there gonna be a season four? When's yeah, that they're, they're out? filming it right now. So yeah, Robert England's gonna be in it. Oh, oh no <laughs> no he's Yay. terrible come I on i can't wait wow so you guys give all, all the love on our night run Elstrin episode and then you go right back to bashing well, he, on our boy he's a good freddy but he's not a good <laughs> not freddy yeah i mean you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah he's not I'm even sure a good robert england in, uh, <laughs> <New> Nightmare. So, <laughs> come on hey i gotta i gotta rewatch that yes he did for the 90s episode 
Exactly. When are we doing that, by the way? Is that something? Uh, uh, usually, it's, uh, I was thinking the first week of July. Um, All right. Just because it's like six months from our uh, year list. So it's like every six months we have something so, like that. I'll probably be traveling that week to Atlanta. Uh, so we uh, around, around that week, that. right? Okay. It's not a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, we, we need to be full squad for that one. But yeah, uh, for anyone who listens to the show, if you have a top 10 90s list, send it to us and we'll put it in our ultimate list. Yes. Uh, Joe's going to do his math and uh, we're going to figure out who everyone <laughs> thinks is the best film in the 90s. I'm really curious about the 90s because it's all over the place and it's better than I thought it was. Me too. That, that I like, I was, it was. Thank I you. I, I was not, looking. Not good. No, I'm just it's, it's I gotta not, get my. It wasn't hard though for me to pick my top ten either. either. I was like, I didn't feel bad like leaving stuff off, but there's there's actually some really good stuff like in the '90s actually that um I think maybe after doing this people will appreciate the '90s a little more. Uh, yeah, I gotta get my oversized jeans and my spike my hair up, get ready for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so who wants to leave right. it off officially? Uh, sure, I will. Uh, I got a 2012 release uh, available over on Tubi, and the movie is called Hate Crime. Uh, this one is a <laughs> Tubi. This one is a found footage style movie. Uh, I saw it. Someone mentioned it in one of the horror groups, um, but this is uh, <laughs> way to start on this. This is a tough one. Um, this one is about a Jewish family that has just moved in uh, to the neighborhood. And uh, it basically starts right off like they're celebrating their son's birthday, probably like six, seven years old. Um, and all of a sudden, these, you know, white supremacists or Nazis break into their house. And it's like 65 minutes of just pure and utter just disgusting torture um, for the runtime. It runs at about 70 minutes and they don't really waste uh, any time. Like uh, it's just like such a mean spirited movie in a lot of ways. Like, so like uh, the director, obviously like at the end of the movie, he like, there's like this title thing pops up about, you know, how, you know, about hate crimes and you know, how they're still happening today and how many people are so like obviously that was like his message and whatnot but man it's just like the movie's so mean like it's just really ugly like in so many ways uh it's just not like enjoyable to watch like whatsoever um so i mean i get if you're looking for something just for like pure shock cinema reasons um i mean if that's your type of thing maybe check it out but um i'm just i think i'm starting to get like too old for this type of stuff like i used to like at one time search it out like looking for you know stuff like a serbian film and martyrs and i mean although martyrs is actually like a, a legit great movie um but just like these just like real just pure shock cinema stuff um yeah i, I could not in good conscious conscience recommend this to like anyone just because like of this, I mean, there's disturbing, very disturbing stuff in here. I mean, you get child murder, rape, like all the bad, bad stuff. And uh, there's not one moment of positivity. So, yeah, I, I gave it one star on uh, on Letterboxd. And, uh, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no good. <laughs> Doesn't sound fun. Sammer, do you have any? Um, I guess so. I'll do a little update. So... A few episodes ago, I had talked about that I was watching a show that was produced by Jessica Beale. It's called Cruel Summer. It's a thriller show about 
two teenagers. One is the popular girl. Her name is Katie. And then the not so popular girl, her name is Jeanette. Um, so I had mentioned that Kate ends up getting kidnapped. She is escapes her kidnapper's house that we know of. And she said that Jeanette saw her in the house and never reported her to the cops or anything like that. So currently, um, the girl Jeanette is being sued by Kate and her family. And now it's so interesting. And I'm glad I kept with it because we found out that Kate actually went to her kidnapper's house on her own and she started living with the kidnapper, but she doesn't want to tell the whole world that she went on her own. But I think eventually she tries to escape. And I think something turned to where her kidnapper was like, you can't leave because this will ruin my career because he was actually the principal of her school. Um, so he was wanting to try to trap her until she turned 18 so they could move away and have their relationship or whatever. Um, so I just got to the episode of where we find that out. So it's getting really good. And I would recommend it if like Pretty Little Liars was your jam. This one takes a little bit to get into, but it's, it's inter- interesting so far. All right. So for those of you that haven't explored like Letterbox, they have this really cool world map of all the movies you watched. Um, you can like hover over like Russia or whatever, and it'll say how many movies you watch from that region. So I'm trying to do like a quest to watch a movie from each country and like the small the Ethiopia, for example, doesn't necessarily have a horror movie. So I'm about to figure out what to watch from there. But I watched this one on Tubi. It's called Blood Tide from 1982 and some Greece. So that was cool. It's like a really cool setting. Um, it's got like the plot is basically this these Americans go to Greece to like look for treasure and stuff um, then this guy like goes there looking for his sister because she disappeared so like a like a basic plot um, it's got the voice of Darth Vader he plays a very angry man a woman beater woman hater like really uncomfortable scenes where it's like gosh damn calm down um, but basically there's a creature that was trapped in ancient Greece and people would sacrifice virgins to him and then they trapped him in like a cave, whatever the water rose over time. He was trapped, but uh, Darth Vader's voice came. I forget his name, but Darth Vader's voice goes down there, finds it, ex- like explodes the cave or whatever. The creature's released, starts killing off girls and stuff, and they have to fight the creature. Um, my problem with it was it's kind of hard to like because of the woman stuff. It like kind of got like really overboard, um, and they didn't show the creature enough. Like even though the creature was very low budget, it still would have been really cool to see it more often because. I appreciate like a cool like although like low budget obviously a puppet or whatever i appreciate that more than people's reactions off screen to something that we don't see especially towards the end so blood tide uh, it's about two and a half on letterbox you can find it on 2b and it's cool if you want to complete your grease check mark for that country awesome that you're doing that uh when you get to turkey please uh review uh satan the i will not i will not (laughs) you (laughs) liked it though i did like it like it 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 was surprising um all right so horror fan ryan in our uh, on our discord uh was talking about two movies that are so bad that he almost dared me to watch him but not to watch him so of course i had to watch him because uh, i was very curious so apparently on uh, the last drive-in with joe bob briggs uh, they did an episode with two like really horrible movies that are known for being horrible. And I'm going to review one this week, one next week. So the one that I'm reviewing this week is from 1989. It's over on Shudder and it's called Things. 
So the synopsis for this, an impotent husband driven by a fanatical desire to father children forces his wife to undergo a dangerous experiment. The result, the birth of a multitude of monstrous things. I had to read it off IMDb because I didn't know what the fuck was going on in this movie. This movie is confusing as hell. It's all over the place. The acting is horrendous. And it has, I'm not even kidding you, and this is coming from a person who watches bad movies on Tubi all the time, the worst sound I've ever heard in a horror film. It's like horribly dubbed. It's just the sound effects are super basic. It's awful. This movie is just so awful. But it's so awful that I like semi enjoyed it like just a little bit because it was so awful. Like you just so all over the place and you never knew what was going to happen next. And it was just so bad that I kind of got chuckles here and there at how bad it was. And surprisingly, the effects of the things are better than expected. And they're not great, obviously, but they're, they're better than expected. So I would not recommend this movie at all, but uh, I will check out once I'm done the, the second film, which is Sledgehammer. Uh, check out the last drive-in just to kind of see what they had to say about it and stuff. And it was cool that I remember on that Friday, everybody on my Twitter was talking about these two films. And it was cool to see all the horror fans just kind of getting together and discussing uh, these films. So uh, that's what I love about the last drive-in. And I hope Shudder does more stuff like that because I know their season is about to end. So as far as the movie though, things, I would not recommend it. But if you're a sucker for punishment like I am, it's over on Shutter from 1989. Alrighty. Uh, Sam, by the way, Cruel Summers just got renewed for season two. Just to give you a little update on that. I just read it. So. Well, thank you for the update. You got it. All right, my next one, or and my last one tonight, is um, called The Swerve, which is also available over on Tubi. Uh, this one is uh, from 2000. Tubi. Swerve. The Swerve. Get it right. Uh, swerve Lorraine alright uh, 2018 this one is a 2018 release uh, this one is about as bleak as bleak can get um, this one is about a woman uh, who basically is just struggling with life man like her her kids suck her husband sucks her life sucks um, and basically she's just having like a total breakdown throughout this whole movie um, one night, she decides to just get the fuck out of the house, takes a drive when uh, these asshole drunks start tailgating her. She tells them to go around, and she basically runs them off the road and kills these two dudes. Um, and she's, throughout the rest of the movie, is her kind of dealing with that because she's able to get away with it. Um, and all of the other shit in her life. Um, it's, I mean, it's loosely horror i mean i would call it mainly more of a drama you know um but i mean there's definitely some just like horrific life stuff in this um and obviously uh the finale is uh, gets definitely a horror-esque um i mean it's not a feel-good movie by any stretch of the imagination um but it's a good movie like i mean the, the lead actress here is is fantastic in uh her role and I mean, not all movies are happy, right? Like, they, you know, some movies set off other emotions for you and whatnot. And I was, although it's like, a, I guess you could call it maybe a slow movie, I was never bored. I was always interested in what was going to happen next. 
And uh, I would definitely recommend this one. Uh, I think for certain people, other people, maybe not so much. You know, if you're like, you know, into my more style of movies, I would say I would give it a recommend and say check it out. Sam? Um, I think that's all I got. All righty. So all three of us watched the amusement park, I think. I'm jealous. I didn't know that it was a group thing. Well, I'm sorry. I take full responsibility <laughs> for that, even though Joe's in the same room as you, or same house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Amusement Park um, was George Romero's like, lost film. They've been you know, touting it for a couple of years now that it was found and that they're going to re-release it. So they did on Shudder. So originally made in 1973 is basically like a PSA for um, um, discrimination against older people produced by, I think, the local church or something like that. But uh, Romero did it, and allegedly they didn't want to release it because it was so, like, horrible, like, like disturbing horrible. So it wasn't, like, the message they wanted or something like that. So anyway, um, this is about a gentleman that starts off as like, an older man saying, like, hey, everyone watching this will eventually be old, too. You're going to have to deal with these scary things, so let's watch. And it was also something that disturbed me, too, was where he's like, this is the most fun these volunteers have had in a long time. Like, they had older people come out to the music park that they were donated for that for that day so i don't know i was thinking about that sucks but so we follow this older gentleman around the amusement park that is kind of like a um, comparison to life you know like they have people try to swindle them because they're old stealing from them taking advantage of them um showing like the wage gap like if you have money when you're older you'd be taken care of if you're not you're gonna be shit on stuff like that so is it a horror movie in my opinion no but it's definitely like terrible in the sense that like, man, I felt really bad watching it because uh, Romero does a good job of showing like the abuse that these people have to go through. And I was like, really like ugh, the whole time. So what'd you guys think? Um, well, I mean, I mentioned my last movie being bleak and there's another bleak movie. It's like, it's another one. It's definitely, you know, it's, it was good. Like I enjoyed it. It, I mean, it, this seems like more of like a art, you know, like a student art film, like for sure. Like what, how old was Romero when he made this? 73. You know? So he did night in 68. So he would have been like late twenties. Yeah. Interesting. So it's really interesting that a person in their twenties would like look that deep into life, like at that young of an age, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely like gave me, student art film vibes for sure like it was very like um like trying to be subtle but like not subtle you know what i mean like all these you know metaphors and stuff throughout um but yeah it, it was good is it horror no i wouldn't call it horror but like once again it's like stuff in real life can be horrible sometimes so i mean i could yeah. see why you know but it was good. Like I could see why I guess it never got released. Um, because it's definitely like not a typical Romero movie, I guess. You guys know Romero a lot more than I do. I've only seen really his horror stuff, but um I yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I would definitely recommend it. I, and it does bring up stuff that is still extremely relevant today. So yeah. Yeah. Uh see I, I actually think this is very Romero because in his movies he does make social commentary and metaphors uh, uh, just in a different way because he's using you know zombies and other uh, forms of ways of showing his metaphors uh, and this movie is great man it's to see something new from a Romero you know in 2021 uh, was it five six years after he's passed is uh, it's just awesome and I, I really like this but like you know obviously it's tough to watch I mean it's what the guy goes through in the film is just horrible and you 
what makes it horrible is not only what you're seeing on screen, but knowing that this is totally something that happens in real life, in everyday life. Uh, you know, you talk to anyone who's, uh, you know, older and they'll tell you stories of people who completely just, um, you know, discredit them just because of age, which is crazy because these are people with the most experience and with so much to offer and great stories. I remember when I was in college, one of my courses was to go to a veterans hospital and we each got assigned a patient and um, you know, it was, most of them had dementia and stuff. And it was like a pleasure to go there because they tell me such great stories about their lives and everything they've experienced and it would make them so happy. So all you need is to have a conversation with these people. I mean, every time I call my grandfather, he's like thrilled to talk to me, you know, even though he has nothing to say, he's just happy to talk. You know, it's, it's just treat old people better is basically what I'm trying to say here. And uh, watch this movie. Honestly, it's, it's great. It's really well done. I really enjoyed it. The metaphors were clever. And they were never like, he never dwell on anything. It, it moved from like thing to thing, like really quickly. And as soon as he was done his point with one of his metaphors, he moved to another one. It was just amazing. Just a great fucking film. Yeah. I really like the opening and closing setup too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where it's like a revolving door. And uh, I just got to say, sorry, Joe, that I hate, hate that character that goes up to him when he's sitting on the bench and he's like, you know what you need in his life as a friend. Look at the music park and he makes him look away and he steals his fucking watch and he walks away. I'm like, yeah. fucking guy, man. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, super bleak. <laughs> yeah, very. I mean, at 50, and at 50 minutes, it's a nice, like, easy watch too. Yeah, I mean, advocating for more short movies. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of pissed off slash not pissed off because I thought 100% in Romero when this came out but now they have two more on the books because the foundation found two more of a short film so oh wow those will be coming out hopefully cool yeah awesome uh and my last one for this week is not a film it is a series of films because finally after fucking what feels like months I finished the evil bong series uh thank Christ because I never want to watch these fucking movies again you're sick yeah, I know. I am sick. I mean, just to give you a taste, just a, a taste of what it was like to go through the Evil Bong series. Uh, Evil Bong 777, which is the final, hopefully, the final film in this franchise, because I'm not sure it might still go on. Uh, there's a scene where a pirate woman, a clown, and an old man with a puppet, uh, with like a gingerbread uh, smoker and the bong evie uh, they go to a show in las vegas and there's a giant puppet elvis who has sex with a naked woman and then she pulls out his bedazzled penis jerks it off and he uh, and he jizzes like uh, silly string all over the audience what the fuck is this like this movie is these movies are Charles so Charles was like yeah close up on that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. more of it to old stuff on the dick you know like it's just it's such a weird series. I, I cannot explain how fucking weird a series is. Uh, I would tell you, stay away from the series. Like, unless you're super high, then maybe you'll get some mild enjoyment out of it. And just for the shit of it, uh, here is my final Evil Bong ranking, uh, in case you are curious. So Evil Bong, Evil Bong 666, Evil Bong 420, Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, Evil Bong 777, Evil Bong 2, Evil Bong 3, and Evil Bong High Five in that order. So that would be my kind of recommendation if 
if ever you're going to check it out, I say just check out the original. You get a pretty good idea of what it's like, but if that doesn't give you enough, go to 666 and then you'll get a real idea of what the series eventually turns into. And it's not horror. After number two, I'd say, it becomes like pure Charles Band fantasy comedy. There's like no horror in it at all. So if you're in it for the horror, uh, this is the wrong film. If you're in it for boobies and toilet humor, this is for you. So there you go. Never talking about fucking you belong again. <laughs> Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Trivia? Sure. All right. No, not yet. <laughs> oh, not yet. Well, I got the Just trivia. Joking. Trivia points want... here. I'll go first. Hold on. Let me, let me side them. Let me side them. Ready for the scores? Yes. It yeah. is a three-way. Oh. Three-way tie at the top. 59, 59, 59 for Todd, Steve, and Joe. Sam? It's going to crack 40 than that. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Standing at 39 right now. I got some questions from Kayla from last time. So thank you, Kayla. Go ahead, Sam. I feel like I had some trivia questions sent in, but I can't find them. So I apologize. Mm. If you know that you sent them to me, maybe just give me a little bump in our message thread of like Instagram or whatever so I could find those. That would be greatly appreciated. And can you tell that I'm stalling while I scroll for some trivia? Do you want to go first? All right, guys. What year (laughs) did Ed and Lorraine Warren get married? Oh. Uh, 68. 1957. 65. Um, no. You guys are like making me second guess myself. They actually got married in 1945. Really? Wow. Dang. Freaking end of World War II. Crazy. Yep. Wow. That is insane. I thought they were teens in like 55. It blows my mind. Yeah, because here's a little fun fact for you. Um, So Ed was 17 years old and he enlisted in the Navy. Um, He went back home just for like a 30-day survivor's leave after his ship went down in the North Atlantic Sea. And it was on that short break that him and Lorraine got married. Very nice. Mm -hmm. On the gazebo. Yeah, they made out. I thought he was an usher, but okay. I mean, I guess the movie wasn't real. <laughs> That's a cooler story. Why didn't they go with that? He was an uh, He did work as an usher. Oh, he also. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I, actually, actually, that now now I'm like pissed off at myself for saying '68 when we saw it in the fucking movie. That it was uh, yeah. way earlier. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, my trivia tonight is all Conjuring universe related. Oh. So. So Steve's going to get all the points. Did not rewatch. Uh-oh. No, I didn't, I didn't rewatch any of them. So. Uh, so Kayla, I didn't forget your questions. You sent me a few weeks ago. I will get to them possibly next week. Although we are doing Saw, I think, next week. So I might do all Saw themed. Star. Star. Yeah. Not to rewatch Sar. all of them. All right. So my first one for tonight is, in what, in what country does The Nun take place? Romania. 
Correct. Eve. <laughs> one pointer. Yes. All right. I'll go next then. Uh, so my first one's from Horror Fan Ryan. Uh, so he's giving you out a gimme. So it's an easy one. Ooh. Which Halloween movie did Michael Myers have blonde hair? Two. No. Hair. Blonde hair. Oh, number one. Nope. Sam? As in the remake number one. Neither. Yes, he does. Dig Fresh has blonde hair. Yeah, but Michael Myers. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's Michael Myers, dude. <laughs> All right. Loop, I'll, I'll, loophole. I'll, yeah, loophole. That's not what his answer he gave me. Wait, it's, 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 Halloween it's, 5. Wrong. Isn't it, isn't it two where Ben Tramer gets hit by the car and like it goes in like a fiery ball of flame and he's wearing the blonde wig? I thought. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know this one either. So according to Ryan, and I'll double check, it was Halloween four. Okay. Hmm. Or you know, I... Michael Myers is blonde, so I think Todd should get the point. <laughs> I, I think we. Should, I, I think he may be wrong on that, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. we'll, we'll, we'll double check. All right. Like don't this. you don't you question Ryan like I'm that. not gonna question him. Yeah. I don't remember him having blonde hair in part four though. But I Ryan, couldn't. give me the point because you know I'm right. <laughs> Ryan, give me the point. Uh, right. so we'll, we'll, I'll let Ryan send us a message and tell us who deserves a point, if any. Okay. <laughs> He's gonna right. say no one. <laughs> well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go. Well, I think I have to go. I'm thinking fourth. All right, from Kayla. Thank you for sending them last week, but I wasn't on last week's show. But uh, despite the Swedish setting. Midsommar was mostly filmed in what country? Hmm. I wasn't paying attention. What country was Midsommar filmed in? Correct. Oh my god, I should know this. Despite uh, the Swedish setting. I'm going to go Denmark. Denmark's on the board. I'm going to say the um, the Netherlands. Netherlands on the board. I don't like these questions because I end up saying another place that is that place because I don't know countries. Another place is that is... Oh, Okay. Like calling Spain Italy because you think Spain's Italy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what did Steve say? Denmark? Denmark. And then I think he said Romania, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say Germany. Germany. All incorrect. We're going for Hungary. Oh. Ah. Hungary. Beautiful region, that whole region, though. Yeah. All right, I want... I want my point, my Ben Tramer point. I just looked it up. Halloween two. I have a still image of Ben Tramer wearing a blonde Michael Myers mask. Yeah, but, but Ben Tramer's not, Michael, not, Myers, he's not so. Michael Myers. Okay, fine. So I get the freaking point because Dave French is blonde. Joe definitely doesn't get the point. <laughs> I mean, but it is Michael. Michael Myers has blonde no, hair. Um, the the no. Michael Myers, though. The Michael Myers. Oh, like unmasked Michael yeah. Myers? If you put on a Michael uh, Myers a mask, you're not Michael Myers. You're still Joe in a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> Joe Myers. I mean, it's semantics. <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> All right, back uh, to the beginning. Sam. Oh, well, that, that went fast. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So she's um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, right when the Warrens got married, what did they think that their careers would be? I want to make a YouTube video about Teach, them. Teachers? I like teacher. Um, teacher teacher on the board. Do, we got teachers on the board. I'm going with like uh, something in religion, priests or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, are they? Is it the same profession or can I say like two different I'm professions? Okay, I'm going to say Ed wanted to be... I, I think Steve is right. I, feel, I mean, Todd's right. I think Ed did want to be a priest. Um, and I'm going to say Lorraine wanted to be... A 
stripper. What the fuck? In 1945, yeah. yeah. I think she would have been a nurse if not a teacher. <laughs> a what? Nurse. Hmm. Um, they actually thought they would make their living being artist. Oh. oh. That makes sense. Okay. Ed's a couple uh, hippies. Ed, Got it. Ed, he's, Ed he's did a good paint. painter. Yeah. Yep. Paint of Alec. Yeah. Looking oh, good there. That was, that, was, that, that was my biggest pop of the movie. Spoiler alert. Seeing, well, the, seeing, seeing the again. painting in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, Steve probably has a boner right now. Oh. Yeah. I need to get that painting. Like, it's a, like a replica, obviously. It's scary. It's too scary. It is. Okay, you well, let me, give, let me give you the fun fact with the trivia oh. question. All right. Okay, so they both enjoyed painting. They both had the skill to do landscape art. Rather than painting landscapes, they decided to focus on haunted houses so ed would find the haunted houses in the newspaper they would go to these haunted houses to listen to the story and if it was interesting enough they would paint that house and then try to sell the painting to other people i'd love to see right. if, uh, one fact any of those paintings are like up for sale anywhere and how much they go for i bet they are yeah i wouldn't doubt it that'd be pretty cool yeah uh all right my next one is in the original conjuring movie what is the name of the family's dog? Oh, fuck. Max. Max on the board. <laughs> I don't remember there being a dog, so <laughs> <laughs> let's go Freddy. Freddy, all right. Wasn't, there, wasn't Freddy a dog's name in the last one? Oh, no, Jason. No, Jason. Jason, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have rewatched them. Oh, well. Um, yeah. And the first one, Joe? Yes. Um... I feel like he was like a little shaggy, little little shaggy <laughs> kind of dog. Um, I'm gonna go with Toby. <laughs> the correct answer, Sadie. Sadie, oh. I like that name. It's a nice name. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. My next one comes just from Kayla. Kayla, so th- thank you, Kayla. So I, she sent me three. I'll obviously just use two this week. I'll use the next one next week. Uh, in Raw 2016, what is the protagonist Justine studying to become? Ben Marion. I heard Todd first. I heard Todd oh, first. Sorry. Yes, yeah, fucking man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to the tape, but I'm pretty sure I heard Oh, Todd no first. need. I, I think it was Todd too. <laughs> no need. I'm sorry, Sam. If it wasn't Hi. such a close race, Sam, I'd give it to you, but it's I can't mine. let sit, Steve sit up there alone tonight. <laughs> All right, Todd, you can. Oh, sorry. Let me unlock my phone here to get my questions. All right. How long did us stay in the U.S. box office top 10? How many weeks? 14. 14 weeks on the board. Nine. Nine. Hold on. I'm doing math in my head. (laughs) Calculations. I'm going to say 24. Ooh, 24. Everyone is wrong. So if you guys want to get another question, another answer, twelve. It's less than everyone else's guesses. Oh, and I think the lowest one was nine. It was. So I'm gonna go Try again. Try six. Again. Six I'm on the board. I'm gonna go five. Five on the board. Three. Steve is correct with six. <laughs> six All weeks. Right. That's nice. it. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought they would really stick there too long anymore though. No, they don't. It's it depends, like it depends when they come out. Like, oh, that makes sense. 
Although, congrats to A Quiet Place 2. First movie post-pandemic to hit over 100 domestic box office. So. And that's what that Canada <laughs> Horror is reigning supreme in the box office, guys. It's like the only thing that's out, huh? Well, I guess Quella's out, but we tried to watch that the other day, and I had to walk out. It was so bad. Really? Yeah. So the kids watch that. that is. Quella Deville from. Oh, oh Cruella. Cruella. Oh, okay. Cruella. Cruella. How do you pronounce it? You yeah. said Quell, Cruella. like Quell, yeah. like Quell man. See, that's yeah. I, I don't, I don't care. Quell. <laughs> Quell. Cruella. Wow. Cruella. Okay. Uh, Sam. Oh, it's that time again. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Um. All righty. Who's going to get this one? Um, <laughs> all right. So this is also a conjuring question as well. Right. Um, no, really, I can't find my question. <laughs> okay. So the conjuring part three is the second movie about the Brookfield murder that happened in 1981. What's the first? The devil made movie? me do it. What's the first movie called? The devil made me do it. That's my guess. Did I speak that question right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, Satan. It was a night. It was in 1983. I saw this actually the other day, but I can't remember about what the it was. Brookfield murder. That's I have no idea. That's someone very famous in it too. Won't even venture a guess. It does, Todd. Yep. Who? Well, I don't want to Google it and look like I'm cheating. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it does really. I looked at it. I just I forgot. Okay, I'll I'll give you guys a keyword that's in the title, and then maybe you can make up your own title. Maybe you'll All come right. close. Um, demon. Demon. Night of the demon. Oh, actually, I think you're right. Sam cracked a little smile there. There is a movie called Night of the Demon. Yeah, no, I know. I tried to ask a trivia question about it, then everyone yeah. like. The demon in wherever the city's called. The yeah. demon in Brook Den- the, the Brookfield Demon. Ooh, that Ooh that'd good. be a good one. It's a good title. All right. The demon made me do it. Final answer. <laughs> it's called the Demon Murder Case. Oh, Lame. Man, what a terrible. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I think it's Kevin name. Bacon that's in it. If I remember, let me look it up. What was it called again, Sam? The Demon Murder Case. Right. Well, while Todd's looking for that, I'll do my... Kevin Bacon, yeah, he plays oh. Kenny. Oh. Cool. So the nice. guy that killed somebody, right? It's Kenny? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh, they changed his name? Yeah, they changed all the characters' names, like, I guess, because it's real, maybe? Right. Mm-hmm. And fresh, because that was pretty recent after that yeah. happened, right? Yeah, so. it was. Alrighty, my last one tonight in The Conjuring 2. What was that? Yeah, I heard a little squeal. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, was that the know. stool? No. What it wasn't the about? stool? Yes, it was, Joe. <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything. I heard, I heard it for sure. Yeah. Oh. Lay back the right. tape, Steve. Yeah. All right. So The Conjuring 2 Get opens out. with. What was that? The Conjuring 2 opens with a brief account. Amityville Horror. Yes, correct. Steve, I told you, Joe. <laughs> Conjuring 2 is like one of my favorites like, ever. So. Uh, all right. Uh, still from Kayla. In 30 Days of Night, what is the profession of Eben Olison? He's a cop. Scientist. Todd's right. Cop. Yeah. He's a copper. 
He protected everyone out there. Huh. Yeah, and his wife's a fire marshal, I believe. Mm -hmm. Really? That's a good movie, man. It is a yeah. movie. It, it is. is a good movie. All right. Didn't so make any more lists, though. Okay. Well, <laughs> Steve's in uh, sole possession of first place at 62. I'm in the rear or right behind him with 61. 62. Joe, 59. Uh, Todd, you, you forgot your question, though. <laughs> Oh, did I? Yeah, you tried you try yeah. to pull a fast one on us. We'll just skip wow. it. We'll yeah. just skip it tonight. Ah. <laughs> All right, tagline. Oh, the only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the first 92. Oh, I've heard this. Steve's laughing. That is so annoying. 104. I feel like we've done this one before, for sure. I, I think um, someone has. The Exorcist. Only? Okay, is on. What guess. is it the most terrifying? The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the first 92. Last hill on the left? Last. <laughs> <laughs> last good, house on the left? That's a great guess. Uh, uh, both are incorrect, Steve. <laughs> both. <laughs> Christ, I, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just going to go with Annabelle. I have no idea. Okay, that's all incorrect. I, I think Joe might have asked this one before, but it's Suspiria. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, I, I think I did. Mm -hmm. All right, so score, Steve, sole possession, first place at 62, me, second place, 61, Joe, 59, Sam, 39. Not a good showing tonight. No. I'd like no. to point out I was down 14 points at one point. <laughs> we wow. get it, Steve. Big Papa Steve coming back. It's tied at one time, I know. Kayla's sending us questions, but before asking Steve, hey, do you know what the... Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's Joe's questions that I got right. So. All right. All right, Conjuring. All right. The Conjuring, the devil made me do it. The demonic case that shocked America. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren encounter what would become one of the most sensational cases from their files. The fight for the soul of a young boy takes them beyond anything they'd ever seen before to mark the first time in U.S. history that a murder suspect would claim demonic possession as a defense. Um, Steve is the biggest conjuring guy in the group, I think. So, Steve, why don't you take over? All right. Uh, now, keep in mind, I watched this two or three weeks ago at this point because uh, I watched it the Friday it came out, and it took us a little time to review it. So I don't super remember every detail. But um, so, yeah, so th this time they're tackling... You know, the, the guy who uh, killed somebody thinking he was a werewolf. And then Ed and Lorraine Warren are kind of uh, trying to defend that it was a demon that had possessed him to do it and not him just doing it. Uh, I got to say, guys, I did not love this one. And this is coming from someone who, I mean, Conjuring 1 and 2 are two of my favorite horror films of all time. Uh, I just don't like the direction they went with with this one. And I think my biggest issue is there are multiple things that I think could have been interesting on their own, but they didn't focus on any of them. They went all over the place. So there was a witch storyline. There was a court storyline. There was a, um, was there something else? I forget what the third one was. But there were like kind of three separate storylines going on at the same time. And I thought that they should have just picked one and focused on that like exclusively. Either go, go through the courtroom drama of defending that guy and investigating kind of what happened or go through the witch that was possessing uh, things and go through that route, you know? Or my preferred route and what draws me to the conjuring in the first place is the supernatural element, uh, which I, like the first scene to me was the best scene in the movie because it had the supernatural element and it had kind of an exorcism and the kid was creepy and what was happening to the kid was creepy. And that was to me the better movie. And it just 
it was just all over the place to me. There were a lot of, like, there's no subtlety also. All the um, scares are in your face. Whereas in the other Conjurings, they're really, like, dreadful, slow builds to the scares. And I, I miss that. I think this movie dropped the ball, to be honest with you. Except, I got to say, uh, Patrick uh, Wilson and um, Vera Farmiga are amazing, as always. So, yeah, that's my thoughts for it for now. Yeah, I see a lot of stuff for him right now, being a DILF. Like all the all the reviews are like talking about you know him being a hot guy, so I guess that's a positive from it. But I'm right there with you, Steve. I'm right, right there with you, 100%. You know my favorite part, or not my favorite part, but I love when Patrick Wilson and her are like to beat this or whatever. We got to go back to the beginning, and then it rewinds and it goes through the boy stuff. That would have been like Steve said. I think the cooler part. Otherwise, it jumps around too much. I'm totally agrees with you. So. Uh. Yeah, so Sam and I saw actually saw this today, so we're pre- we're pretty fresh. We went and saw it in the theater too, so I guess we can give you the theater perspective on a movie like this as well. Um, we got free passes, so decided to go see it. And I did not like this movie. I did not like it one bit. I I got a lot of problems with it, and you're gonna not hear them all, bit. everyone. You're gonna hear them. I didn't <laughs> like it. I, I this you take Ed and Lorraine Warren out of this movie and it's one of the worst movies of the year for me. Um, it's just, just not much good. Uh, I, ha- I have so many problems with it and we'll get into it. I'm sure we'll get into details, but um, I mean the opening scene alone, like it just like, I think a big problem is they, they threw you like right into this movie without building like anything up, which I think was the wrong way to go. Um, and then they just, like Steve said, they jump around everywhere and I didn't find any of it interesting. And like, none, I didn't, there was no time. Like the, what made Conjuring one and two like so successful is you like had this like family aspect. Um, and like, you really like cared about the characters and the families they're trying to save. Where in this one, they throw us like right in there. No time to like, really settle in with any of these characters and i really didn't care like one way or the other if uh this guy um dies or not um you know from the possession and the main witch villain so fucking lame like i did not like her whatsoever she was not scary there was nothing scary about her and i mean i don't know i could go on but uh i'll let sam talk um okay so why did i think I was excited to see this movie because like Steve, I love Conjuring 1 and 2. They are beautiful, beautifully frightening. But why did I think this one, I don't, I just may have skipped it. I thought this was going to be about a werewolf. Not that I was going into it thinking it was the werewolf story, but I remember like two years ago, I turned off my brain for it because I thought they were doing a werewolf story. And then when I watched it, I was like, why did I think that? Am I just imagining that? No, or was so there a in, wolf uh, in part Anna, two? In Annabelle Comes Home, the last Annabelle movie, there's a part with werewolves. And okay. immediately after that movie came out, the rumor was Conjuring 3 is going to be about those werewolves. Uh, what it ended up okay. being is that the guy thought the guy he killed was a werewolf. That's why we see that very fucking briefly. Like, it was a five-second scene where he was a werewolf. And I, I think that's that. where... <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um... Alrighty. So that kind of makes, okay. So I tried not to pay too much attention with the previews on this one, just because I did want it to be a surprise and I could already tell it was going to be the weaker of everything. 
And it, I agree with Todd and Steve and Joe. It is definitely the weaker one. Too many different stories, too much bopping around to this and that. Um, I kind of agree with Joe, like with one and two, I love them so much because there is such a huge family aspect about it, especially one. It's so beautiful that it's these parents fighting for their daughters and they have like five or six daughters and it's just so sweet. And then with the second one, I think it's, she's the only daughter, but I wonder if maybe we weren't connected to this one because Arnie was like an older male, like he wasn't a fragile young little girl. I was kind of wondering that to myself. I was like, is that why we're kind of disconnected? Um, But I do agree with Joe, like you didn't really get attached to them, although I was a little attached to Arnie because I got so excited that he loved his girlfriend so much and you could tell that he was trying to like plan for somewhat a little bit of a life proposing to his girlfriend, but we didn't get much into that. I have a question though, where are his parents and his girlfriend and him take care of the little brother? Like, how are they living together? Already playing mom and dad. Did I miss something? Well, I mean, the parents were there with the kids, but I, as far as Arnie's parents, I, I don't know. They never mentioned, Hmm. you know, you never see them. Well, isn't that, I mean, they just automatically live together, like him and his girlfriend and the little boy. The little ha- boy doesn't live with them, I don't think. Does no, he just lives in the house. No. He just lives yeah. in, in the house. with, And it's it's like just him that lives in that family's house, right? It's yeah. nothing more than that. It's just the boyfriend happens to live with his in-laws, essentially. Then, okay. And the but boy is just okay. there as as the brother to the girl. So you guys ready to show Oh, this? that's her brother? That's, that's her yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, see, there were so many things <laughs> that was that I... Even there was some stuff that... Joe missed too. And I was like, what the heck? Okay. See, I was thinking the little kid was Arnie's brother. Okay. See, it was just too much. Okay. And then I also want to go back. Okay. So there were some cool, amusing air quote scenes in this, but looking back on part one and two, like, I just can remember being in the theater watching like the whole scene of especially part two, where the girls in her red um jumper her pjs and like all the crosses turn like the whole coloring to that cinematography is so beautiful and it's amazing even in part one when they're in the basement and the whole scene with the mom like it was just beautifully creepy there was nothing like that in this like i mean Mm-mm. don't you guys agree with that whole scene with that girl in the red and just all the blue and the crosses like it's so beautiful nothing popped out of this movie i think in my opinion um what else do I have to say I don't really know why the witch or the daughter was doing what she was doing so I kind of missed that it's because um um, her her dad dad. was like an expert and it kind of rubbed off on her and she took it to the extreme I guess yeah but oh so yeah but this was one of my questions too like why did she choose them like I know they kept saying that like why did they did they ever explain that or did I miss it like not not really especially like she she went after the kid first technically right so yeah what beef does she have with this little boy I don't right yeah it's it's weird it's the whole thing was super fucking weird yeah it's like so muddled like that was I was gonna like I was like am I missing things because like I felt like the storyline was just like I I the writing in this is not good like they're I this, it's bad writing, and I mean, obviously, I partially blame the director as well, um, you know, but I think he's going off a bad script. Like, I, I think it's mainly the script here, and I know it's, like, based on facts, quote-unquote, uh, quote-unquote. Quote, quote, um, I got which, to, I, 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 sorry. 
I have super issues with the ending too, which we can get into later. Um, but I was telling Sam, I was like, I think the better movie is like exorcism of Emily Rose style, like focus on the courtroom drama a little more. Like, cause that's like such a big part of the beginning of the movie too. They're like, we're going to prove how like the devil, like how this kid could have like the devil made him do it. But then we never fucking see like yeah, they how shit. they prove it. Like it's like okay, so the, that's what the movie's called. But then they never like actually show us like how they could prove it to I guess technically get him off. I mean, he goes away from manslaughter and for five years. But like okay, so why was it manslaughter not murder? They don't even tell us that. And it's like oh okay, like I, I guess like he got manslaughter. But I mean, we see he murdered someone. He like stabbed a guy he, to death. Yeah, he, and he got right? manslaughter. Like, and he got, how, yeah, how? Like, uh, explain to it. Like, I want to know how. Like, tell us how. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, there was just like so many problems, man. Like, it was, it was so disappointing. Yeah. Um, I do want to say though, I had hope for it when, um, after Arnie is possessed and he's like in the he's at the kennel place with his. Well, it's his house because they live above the kennel, the dog kennel place. Um, but where the music is like so fucking loud, you have their landlord wanting to party and drink with Arnie and he's already like feeling queasy and sick and pale and sweating. And there's that loud music blaring. The dogs are barking like I was having so much anxiety and I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be really fucked up. And I feel like that was kind of the height of the panic in the movie. Um, but other than that, uh, what's his name? Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera were really fantastic. Um, I enjoyed the love story part of this movie. And I even got a little teary eyed. But everything else I could have done without. Well, you know, they lived happily ever after after five years. <laughs> so he got off pretty light for killing somebody. Yeah. So. I, that was a problem I had though. I, I couldn't connect like you guys said earlier one because kids are more vulnerable, you know, but I still mm -hmm. liked Arnie. But then mm -hmm. when I started I reading about too. Yeah, and he he wanted to be a nice big brother to girlfriend's kid and all or brother and stuff, but you know, like reading the facts of the case, I was like, man, this is just not does not feel right with me that they're Ooh, tell us. I mean, this guy murdered somebody. Well, I know, but he, did they say no, that no. the little kid experienced so all, the, all that stuff is quote-unquote allegedly true right where they have mm -hmm. it on tape them doing the exorcism arnie saying like get away from my little buddy stuff like that but like when arnie kills the guy according to the testimony it's basically they were been they've been drinking they were arguing there might have been a love triangle like she was banging both those guys they don't that wasn't proved but he literally stabbed this guy in the freaking driveway like wow. i don't know man it's, it's kind of disturbing that make a dramatization of it and he's like involved i think partially yeah i when we left the theater i said to sam i was like i was like i feel like this was kind of in poor taste in some ways i was like what if like that was your brother that got murdered and then you're watching this movie and like they turn like him into kind of the good guy and like have this like sweet love story between him and this girl and so, like i'm like i don't know like i feel like it was like a little uh inappropriate yeah, you know it's weird too, and I, I got I got two gripes. One is I thought too many people were involved in this movie, meaning you have the the prison priest doing a kind of exorcism kind of thing himself, right? While the staff watches, so we have all those witnesses. And then we have all the courtroom people involved, but we never got to see what happened with that. It was just like I don't know. 
Yeah. It was, it was very, it was, there wasn't focus here. Like, yeah. no, fo- like, like t- Steve said, there's like three or four different storylines going on. And I, I mean, I, I will say the one, one positive is definitely uh, Patrick and Vera there, Ed and Lorraine. Like, when they're on screen, like, I was enjoying myself for the most part. Um, maybe not so much when we get into the Jack Torrance um, moment towards the end of the movie. <laughs> there, it gets, Come it gets on. A little, I did appreciate the shining reference, but it gets a little ridiculous uh, towards the end there. It's just like, like Sam said too, like, I think a great point is like, there's not one memorable moment in this entire movie for me, like conjuring one, you have many memorable moments. You, the hide and clap game is yes. like unforgettable. Demon on like the freaking wardrobe. The demon on, yeah. on the wardrobe we talked about. Mm-hmm. The exorcism scene in the right. basement the where she's levitating like with the blood. Yeah. 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 And then Conjuring 2 you get obviously Valak the whole, that whole Valak house. Bill Wilkins. Yeah. Bill Wilkins. Those, and then you get this and there's those just like two, nothing. Sorry those two legit scared me where I'm like fuck I don't want to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> right. So this one right. I was in yeah. the basement lights out and i'm done i got up I'm like eh. <laughs> just yeah. walked out like eh, okay. <laughs> right um so what you're trying to say todd is that the big fat naked guy didn't scare you <laughs> no he fucking scared me it was he was real. Scary at first, yeah yeah no that was he freaky was a, he was a little creepy but somewhat comical at the same time like, they showed like, too much too much of him yeah. right? too much i, I think in like if he had just come off like just the first time that would have been cool but then when he like starts walking around and basically like he's like a goofy zombie that's where they lost me on that one yeah yeah there was just like nothing scary or like even like memorable like i guess like the beginning scene they tried to make it scary with the little boy i thought it was terrible like i did not like that scene at all i thought arnie's vision was, was well shot and well done like with the lights go out in the kennel oh yeah. what do you guys think about the the warrens being like almost super powered in this one oh it's stupid the rain was like fucking superstar like i it felt like it was almost like superhero-ish how like overpowered they yeah. were and like created their jobs and they're fucking great they're run, running circles around the detectives finding it was just like a little I mean, too she's, much she's like had visions and all the other ones before so it didn't like that didn't bug me as much like it was just kind of like okay whatever we're doing this um it's just all the other big stuff i had problems with and I mean, is it because of like, I mean, when I saw the direct, it was the director of Liar Owner, I knew right away, like, we're not going to get like a great movie. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. But but I don't, I really don't blame him as much as I do the writers here. It's, I think they failed miserably with this. I think it was the wrong case to pick at the end of the day. No, I I think if they were going to kind of play on our heartstrings a little bit with Lorraine and Ed with like you know i met you and blah 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 i think this should have been an origin story more you know like when they're kind of struggling and trying things out and it could have been a lot scarier if it was an origin story because they're not as you know adept or you know right skilled or whatever so it kind of be more scary because they're going to be scared along with the audience so if they're going to go like remember when we first met just to have that in there so the scene at the end where she pulls over lock and he has the medicine works it's like ah i don't know so I, I I thought prequel if they're gonna go that route all the way. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's just then do, do you keep them as the cast right? Because if you go too far back, you gotta take. Yeah, it's a problem too. Um, yeah, it's just this movie just just too much over a little bit of the place with me. Uh, one question I have for you guys: How did the witch get that idol in the vase? 
that was clearly too like stuff like that. Like yeah. they're little details. Magic, duh. Yeah. It's just yeah. a lot of little things like that that just fucking same way no they get the little ship, the ship in the bottle. She yeah. built it. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. couldn't you why couldn't you I know she's supposed to be like a real person. Couldn't you make her like at least a little more creepier looking or something? Like she's just like it's so like she's just a woman. Monster. Like you know? yeah. yeah. Like after coming up from you know the nun and uh, Bathiba and the other one, like are you kidding yeah. me? Like this is what you have for the third one? Yeah. On. Yeah. Uh you want to get some questions so we can kind of let's do it. All right. So let me just pull them up here. Uh so the first one's from Patricia. She says, Which one are your favorite on the conjuring world? So which is your favorite conjuring movie out of the whole series? Two. Ooh. Two. One one. I go OG. Ooh, I can't decide between one and two. Are we gonna rank? Are we gonna rank our conjuring yeah, we, universe we movies question. at the end? We got that question okay. later, actually. So the, Ooh, the British, the British dude in two just does it for me every time. My house, that guy's fucking scary. Yeah, Steve, what would you say? I'm, I'm two. I, you know, I, it's like a the only pro, my only only issue with that movie is the uh, stupid. Um, the tall man there or whatever that's my him. yeah uh, that's why i don't want to say two uh but the rest of the movie was so fucking good that i can forgive it you know mm-hmm. uh, as just like some vision so a two is my favorite oh, that's tough i guess i'll say this is hard i'm gonna say two i guess two i don't know cool i'll probably change my mind tomorrow <laughs> All right. Next questions from Caleb. Hey squad. Hope every everyone is doing well, enjoying their spring slash summer so far. First, if you could interview any of the demons or dolls in the Conjuring universe, who would it be? Annabelle. Hell no. Next question. Have <laughs> yeah, you good. watched these movies? <laughs> if they're real, yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I'll go the nun. Obviously, like, of course, I'd love to talk to the nun. Like, what's your deal? Like, wh- why are you doing this? Uh, <laughs> you're all nice. What's, what's, what's your deal? It's on your mind, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's your favorite horror film? <laughs> like, yeah, no, the nun would definitely be. She's my favorite. She's like, I'm obsessed with that character. I just from the second I saw Conjuring 2, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be one of my favorite characters of all time. Just so scary. There's something so scary about her. You guys agree? I guess <laughs> I'm not, oh, no, I'm I not fucking us touching this. earlier. Okay. They're staying in their cases. All right. Uh, next, if you could bring your favorite horror character to your hometown or where you live now, what's the first thing you would do with them? Personally, I'd play baseball with Bub from Day of the Dead because that's pretty much all my hometown has. <laughs> Listen to music with them. That'd be the way to go. Um, ooh, I would take Freddy and we would, uh, we'd, uh, We'd make fun of all the all the people on the streets. We'd we uh, we we exchange a little uh, jests at at them. You'd be a big bully. No, I mean we would be do it like we would be like in, internally. Me and Freddie would be like you know joking, be like, "Hey, look at that guy" and stuff, you know. Oh, so you'd uh, be a backstabber. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. Keyboard warrior. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I go camping with Jason. He's got some really good survival skills. We can sit around the lake, exchange stories. Maybe I'll teach him how to swim. It'll be good, good time. All right. Well, Todd, uh, we might see you because I would totally go swimming with Creature from the Black Lagoon Ooh. because I love swimming so much. I wish I could live in the water, and Joe fucking hates swimming. He never gets in the water. 
He has killer trunks now, so. I know. I was like, I was like, get the swimming trunks. That way, you'll have to go swimming. That's right. And I would bring Valak on a date. Uh, you bring her to a hockey oh, game. Oh Lord, no! <laughs> I'm worried about you, Steve. <laughs> bring her to a little hockey game. Uh, go down, um, you know, one of the Steve. famous restaurants in Montreal, oh, and uh, yeah, wow. who knows what happens after? Is wow. <laughs> I feel bad for your wife. You probably make her wear the costume. <laughs> I know. I was like, do you watch shots of Valak for porn? Wow. I feel like you do. He's like, what do you want to watch? I want to just watch Conjuring 2 and do it, baby. No. Is the Joe that watches Valak porn? That's why he wants the post. That's why Steve. That's why he wants the poster on his wall. Above his probably. bed so he can watch yeah. it. Uh, all right. So his last question. Lastly, uh, if you could bring back one actor from the dead to do a sequel of one of their movies, who would it be? I'd pick Raul Julia to reprise Gomez Adams because he was made for that role. I'd love to see him one more time. Thanks as always, guys. It's oh, a great question. I'm going to well, steal his because that, that is a great answer because he's is. so good in those movies. He's really good in Street Fighter as well. Uh, plays M. Bison. So, man, man he, he's so good. I rewatched those recently and those are excellent movies still. I can't really think of anyone. No, I'm trying to think. What about, I know Tim Curry hasn't passed, but what about him reprising his role as Pennywise? Yeah. That might be cool. Yeah, if he was in like, yeah, like, uh, you know, yeah prior to his stroke yeah that would i'd love to see that too i wonder if that was ever discussed like behind closed doors when they're doing the remake like if they're gonna have different versions of pennywise you know how he always does some fucking weird shit i I had i had heard that he they were considering him but he was just not in good enough health fucking so cool yeah Mm -hmm. he did come back for like a rocky horror like reunion thing though recently which was pretty cool I'd bring back Vincent Price every time. Uh, mm. So, you know, a lot of his movies kind of have a like an, a good ending. So I don't know if I'd want sequels to them. So I'd say that he would come back in Edward Scissorhands. Edward's become a recluse and very dangerous. So the only person who can help him or kill him would be his former mentor. So Vincent Price yeah. comes back from the dead and uh, tries to deal with Edward Scissorhands before mm. things get out of control. Dude, that's a beautiful movie. I love it. I love it too. I love Edward Scissorhands. It's so good. I got got another answer. Um, I would bring back, I I got two, and they're both the same franchise. I would bring back Carol Ann for a new uh, Poltergeist movie, Heather O'Rourke for a Poltergeist movie. And I would bring back the uh, Julian Beck, the old man um, from that movie to play the villain again. Nice. Uh, I bring back Romero because his last script called Twilight of the Dead, which replaces diary and survival so those are wiped from the record it's supposed to take place right after land of the dead and his wife is talking about how good it is of course that's his wife you know but yeah. uh <laughs> since she said it, it gets rid of diary and survival i hope that it was more along the lines of land of the dead and they're shopping the script to uh a director so but to have him come back and do it that'd be awesome i would love that uh, all right. So next question comes from Odd Job versus 007, um, who I'm going to meet this year at Halloween Horror Nights. So that's freaking nice. awesome. Nice. Oh, fun. Um, what other spinoffs would everyone want to see from the franchise? I personally want to know more about the ferryman from Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, yeah. He was creepy. He was cool. Any, Annabelle Comes Home was really good. I really like that excellent. one. Creation, yeah. too. 
Yeah, they were yeah, both yeah. great. Creation was yeah. good too. I, I honestly, Annabelle Comes Home is more Conjuring Three than Conjuring Three was. Yeah, so. agreed, <laughs> agreed. Um, I was telling Sam, I have, I, uh, I would love to see a found footage, uh, Conjuring movie where. Uh, it is similar to Annabelle Comes Home, but they could do something different where the burglars break into the Warren's house and they get stuck in the room. And People under the stairs style. Yeah, insanity ensues. Isn't so that like that'd, Annabelle that'd be a fun spin It's kind of like Annabelle Comes Home, but they could do it like you're not rooting for these guys, right? Like like you're rooting for the kids to get out of the house. Like they would be like stuck in the house. And you could do probably like other stuff with it, but that I think that'd be a lot of fun. So another spin-off, huh? I you know, I still want my origin story. Um you can splice it together with like a current like the next paranormal case, but they have to go back in time and think about a previous, like it, say mm-hmm. it's one of their first demons, right? Then it's coming back to fuck with their daughter, maybe. And they have to go back to their case files. And that's like jumping around. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's I great. That. Yeah, I would love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going with that one too. Trademark, copyright. <laughs> Do um, it. And I actually agree uh, with him. I think the ferryman was the coolest uh, character that we've seen in these movies that hasn't had a spinoff yet. So mm-hmm. um, that would be, yeah, I actually have uh, in on my conjuring shelf, which I'll talk about in another question. I have the, the two coins that he has on his eyes, like replicas. Honestly. Oh, cool. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was, that sounds like a band box item. Yeah. And I got it twice because <laughs> I used to get two band boxes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so I, I, I thought that's the one thing I'll keep two of because he has two in his eyes. So mm. Cool. Uh, I know we were supposed to get a Crooked Man movie. Like that was supposed to happen. And I guess they scrapped that idea. Yeah, I wonder why. I, probably for the better. Yeah, probably <laughs> for the best on that one. Yeah, we don't know what's coming next in the Conjuring universe, right? Like Uh-oh. I think this is pretty much it for now. Not nothing planned as of now, but you know something will come. Uh, I don't know how well did this do. Like I, I it was HBO yeah. Max, so you don't really know, right? That's the thing, right? It, it, yeah. it was number one at the box office for a week. Okay. Now, uh, Quiet Place took it back. So mm-hmm. that tells me maybe it dropped off. But then again, like you said, it's on HBO Max. So it's tough to right. quantify, you know, a lot of people, I mean, probably watched it from home. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So next questions from horror fan, Ryan, do you think the Warren part of the conjuring universe has ran its course? I think Vera and Patrick are the best thing about this newest movie, but the stories seem to be getting worse and worse. Maybe it's time to go completely fiction with them and not with the true story angle. Um, that could be interesting. I, I mean, is any of it really true story though? I mean, we could get into that whole debate too. Um, I mean, I don't think the Warrens, I, I, like they said, Patrick and Vera, like are just great and they make the series what it is for sure. Um, I don't know, like going, I don't know if going fiction would be like the right or fiction quote unquote would be the right idea, but maybe after watching this one. I don't know. I, I want my origin story. <laughs> That's all Todd wants. <laughs> That's what I want. It might. It might go like. The it might get too to silly. Yeah, straight to DVD yeah. quality if they get rid of mm-hmm. that. I think if Patrick and her leave, then that's the end of the series for sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the question, so I'm just nodding. Just <laughs> nod and smile. Uh, just uh, basically it has uh, the Warrens part of the Conjuring universe uh, ran its course at this point. No. Do you want to see a lot more? I would be fine with one more. 
because I did kind of get worried um, since they're older in this one and you could tell, I'm like, okay, why are they trying to age them so fucking fast? Is there only going to be one more? And I was asking Joe um, if this will be the last one, but he's like, no, they'll make them for however long people will see them. Yeah. And I think they have a lot of other cases that would be fun to see an adaptation of. I just, like, like, I think it was Todd said it. I don't know why they picked this one. Uh, maybe because it was one of their most high profile one because it involved the media uh, versus some of the other ones that weren't as, you know, uh, media focused. So that might be why, but I don't think they should go fiction because at this point you're using two real people. I mean, they're already blurring that line anyway. Like you said, I mean, based on a true story can mean really anything you know uh so i think they should keep going on their real case files and just make take what's real and make a better story out of it so keep some fiction into it but not fully fiction i don't think has anyone read their book no no nope. i, I want to pick it up i think it'd be interesting they get a mm-hmm. they get a few don't they i think just one yeah, what's the main one though like the demonography or something yeah like that. Uh, right. yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna look that up all right, uh, next series of questions comes to us from Weezerface. For Sam and Joe, oh. does this movie coincide with what you've learned about Satanism while living in Salem? I think it kind of confuses terms with misconceptions about black magic that super Christian folk tend to have. Uh, sorry, my questions are always so serious. <laughs> no, I like serious questions. They're just too smart for me. <laughs> um, do I think that it's a stereotype of black magic? Kinda, yeah. Um, I don't know about stereotype. I feel like it's a sort of it's a type of black magic. Um, it's yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like what people think Satanists are, right? Like in this movie. But I mean Sam and oh, I have I been yeah. Mean. I mean, Sam and I have been to the satanic temple here mm-hmm. in Salem and it's like the complete opposite of what you think Satanists are, you know, they're really, I mean, granted, I, I'm not like super educated on Satanism or, or like the church of Satan and stuff, mm-hmm. but honestly, they seem mainly to just be like the polar opposite of organized religion, right? Like they mm-hmm. just, they're, they're there to challenge religion and people's yep. like belief, you know, and I don't think that's like a bad thing really. Um, Cause I grew up Catholic and I, you know, I, I, I'm not really a practicing Catholic anymore. And I think a a lot of religion is, can be sort of culty. Like, you know, people might not like me saying that, but I definitely think that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think this is like the way Hollywood thinks Mm -hmm. of Satanists for sure. Yeah. I feel like um, this is kind of off topic, but I feel like the Illuminati and like the Satanist in Hollywood, like all of that stuff is not, that's scary but like say if you go to the satanic temple here like everyone's so nice and like joe said they just they test religion so i kind of think that and yeah maybe i'll get crucified for this too and many that's a word wrong word to use there but uh that religion also has its extremes right um and hollywood uses both extremes Mm -hmm. like when you think of a catholic 99 percent of the catholics i know are just regular people who have been uh, but you have that one percent who like just go like crazy. You know, they have crosses everywhere and altars mm-hmm. and big time rites that they do, and they you know 
bleed because they like in my hometown there's this gigantic um church that's on a hill and people like do the rosary on each step on their knees and you have like old ladies they're bleeding by the time they you know get to the top of it because of their religious beliefs now you know i'm fine with whatever people do but i think there's extremes and this is the extreme of satanism that they're portraying mm-hmm. this just like there's extremes of christianity and sure. judaism and everything you know so definitely don't so, uh, yeah i think it's just it's not interesting if they're not right. they're showing regular people you know yeah, just yeah, the way no, it yeah. is so. absolutely uh all right to get on a less serious note she also asked a oh, fuck mary kill it's been a while i think since we've had one of these it has uh patrick wilson christian bale and bruce campbell wow what a, tri- oh, what a trifecta oh, all right go ahead Sam. Serious, Sam. wait who did she say uh patrick wilson mm-hmm. christian bale and bruce campbell oh. Oh yeah, daddy. Okay, so definitely killing Bruce Campbell. Sorry. Definitely not my cup of tea. I'm sure I'm not his, so no one's offended. Um I'm going to marry Patrick Wilson and get my sex on with Christian Bale. I'm in the same exact boat. Uh, would it be like American Psycho style where he'd be like posing in the mirror oh. and like filming himself? Sure, <laughs> why not? What about you, Todd? Uh, I'm trying to pick what Christian Bell I want to bang because he plays <laughs> so many versions of Christian <laughs> so Bell. So many versions. He's got Dick Cheney, he's got Patrick Bateman. I was thinking Bruce Willis, yeah. yeah. Or the, Bruce the Willis. Willis. <laughs> I thought you started saying Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, Batman. What about Christian Bell and the Machinist? Oh, crazy. Oh, God, that's Oof. scary. Yeah. Never um, seen it. Is it really? It's freaky. He like yeah. he like lost he lost like a hundred pounds. He's like looks like oh a, that's that one. Like a like skin and bones. Yeah. No, I'm good. You know, I'm exact same thing. Especially since Bruce Campbell's kind of mean to his fans now. At least from my last interactions. So. Why is he mean? Okay. He's just super sarcastic. He's like a smart ass. Like. Plus he yeah. he's like wave. He has a handler, and you get like literally three seconds, and it's oh his handler is the worst. The worst. Yeah, he, like, he literally looks down, signs your book or whatever, gives it to you, and then leaves. Yeah, so, it's kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, eh? Uh, yeah, and I'm the same way. So, I mean, Patrick Wilson was the easiest to marry. Sorry, for sure. Bruce. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, but young Bruce Campbell would have been my fuck because Christian Bill mm. has an attitude no. too, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Do I come That's in and trash you your lights and get it over with? <laughs> get the fuck out of the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Do I trash your lights? <laughs> <laughs> who's who's freak out is better christian bells or tom cruises i like what's tom cruises freak out on about Oprah? the masks about people weren't doing oh. covid shit on a set and he's like oh, yeah. we need a- mission impossible hey i wish my boss cared about me that <laughs> seriously exactly yeah he should For be real. the president and then we get like <laughs> right everyone's like okay fuck COVID be over <laughs> but then um, you have to join scientology though todd that's true if it's optional if it's optional <laughs> allow it <laughs> you should google it sam it's hilarious i'll have to google it uh all right so next questions from uh mikey bunster thoughts Ooh. on the intro scene so, i didn't like it you didn't like I, it i liked no, it no i didn't I, like it i liked it i thought it was the best part of the movie yeah i liked mm. it especially when uh when homeboy is like you can tell he fucked up because he's like fuck challenging the demon, like get out of him, coward, and shit like that. That was, and then when the girl's like, "I'll stop your heart, old man," and Patrick Wilson starts having a heart attack. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sorry, right. the exor- I I appreciated the nod to the Exorcist. We got that little 
that little scene. Uh, the little scene cool. where the priest was coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like I didn't care. Like once again, like there was there wasn't a build up to like this exorcism scene, so it was just like happening, and it was just like eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, see, I cared more about that scene than anything else in the film. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, because that that was the most conjuring scene to me in the movie. You know that 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 was to me the conjuring. Yeah. It's just like you said, maybe it's like conjuring forty five minutes in, not uh, you know conjuring first five minutes, but. Uh, that yeah. seemed okay. We were in the theater, so I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that scene seemed very dark to me. Like I had, it was like darkly lit. I don't. Well, know yeah, because then they up, but... can get away with not spending money and time on doing some of the stuff all the way through. Yeah, maybe. It didn't feel dark to me though. Uh, but I, I, I noticed it, it was a little dark. But I was like, oh, it's just so they can do. I'm wondering if that's a projection issue versus like maybe. a 4K issue. You know, like because in 4K it looked fine. Like I didn't yeah. notice anything. Oh really? All right, I'm going on mute to listen to this, so don't mind me. <laughs> All right. Um. So the next question comes to us from Kayla. Another fuck Mary kill. Uh. So the first one's Bathaba from The Conjuring, <laughs> Valak, the nun, mm. and Malthus from Annabelle. That, that's like the demon character from Annabelle. I don't I blocked out Annabelle in my mind. <laughs> so I bad. just remember her being like all, all in black. Yeah, it's like a completely black demon okay. character. Uh, well, I know Steve's going to marry. Marry Valak. Marry yeah. Valak. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'll just finish it off. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll fuck the Bathaba because at least it's like kind of a woman. She <laughs> seems I, a little freaky, yeah. I mean, I'll kill Malthus because it's not, it's, it's like a genderless demon. So, Yeah, I'll go with that too. I, I agree. At least like Valak, like, I don't know. She seems like kind of calm sometimes. So. Valak might, you know, <laughs> rock it though. She might. She might. She might be I, a... I, I think Bathaba definitely rocks it. She seemed a little freaky on being on top of that uh <laughs> that thing. <laughs> the dresser. <laughs> she seemed very uh flexible. Nimble, yeah. Yeah. Okay, can you guys call me boners? <laughs> hey, we thought you were on mute, so we're taking yeah. advantage of this. <laughs> no, I can hear you guys. <laughs> uh, so what do you, what do you, what do you say, Sam? Well, let's talk about Valak's butthole for a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I said I don't know anyone except for Valak. I don't know the other two by their names. Okay. Um, Bathaba's the one on the top of the uh, dresser. The, that's right. And Conjuring One, she jumps down. She's creepy. Um, and who's the third one? The demon from Annabelle. Annabelle. Oh yeah, I don't know. I'm going okay. back to Tom Cruise. Be back. <laughs> All right. Uh, and her last question. Any plans for a retrospect episode? I've listened to a few old episodes talking about a Wes Craven episode or M. Night. Any plans? I think we were planning uh, a Craven episode Craven. in August, which was yeah. the anniversary of his death, um, which we've had I've had on my like schedule for a year. Uh, so yes. I think after the 90s episode, that's probably our next big episode will be a Wes Craven retrospect. Looking forward to that. All right. Well, I'm going to have to start watching some Craven stuff because there's a few I've definitely not seen. Yeah, me too. As soon as I finish my '90s retrospective, like uh, movies that I'm watching, I'm gonna start going into my Craven deep dive. Right. I was start already started on. kind of with <laughs> watching the. I might wait to watch the rest of the Nightmare on Elm Street. I know he didn't do them all, but just mm-hmm. to kind of do that and then go to. You can song. watch uh, Music of the Heart too mm-hmm. with Paul Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is it, Paul Abdul? I think or 
Uh, Maybe Gloria Estefan. Right. Uh, all right. So the last series of questions we got are from Mandy. She says, hey, squad, what are some of the cool conjuring stuff that you own? Not a single thing. Yeah, I don't. Do they even make conjuring merch? It's like, I don't think I really have. I, I have a whole shelf. <laughs> so, Do you? Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, you tell us what they what we got. Uh, so uh, the first thing that comes to mind, uh, and thanks to Joe and Sam for that, I have a, a, a nun like figure. So like, ah, yes. full animatronic that mm-hmm. is creeping it used to be creeping in my <laughs> the back of my uh, my room here but it's now in my man cave which i can see from here so that's awesome uh i have a conjuring poster i have the non poster i have all the pops like annabelle uh, conjuring i am i have la Llorona coming in um i have like the lego nun i have a nun bobblehead i have a nun like doll uh i I have two nun doll type things uh yeah so i have a bunch of nun stuff mostly a couple annabelle things i do want to get a full annabelle like doll yeah Uh, that's something i'd like to have for the collection and i have those two coins from the ferryman from annabelle comes home so yeah i get a full size annabelle now that i remember it it's uh the ones todd had as well we got it on like 80 percent off todd tipped me off on it animatronic it's not like the best looking thing but it's okay it, it does the for, job what, 45 50 bucks, yeah so. instead of trick-or-treat has the one for 500 that it is really That's... nice like it looks legit like the legit movie doll so it is pretty cool um but I did that. oh and then i have the neca i have the neca uh annabelle figure that's pretty cool um and there's actually um diamond collect diamond I think is the name. They make a really cool nun statue that I wouldn't mind picking up. It's only 50 bucks. It's made, it's like PVC, but it looks cool. Um, all right. Next question. Any conjuring autographs? No, I've, I, Bonnie Aaron's has done a couple cons, but I've yet to have the chance to meet her. That would be cool. Patrick Wilson did one con and I'm hoping maybe he will do more in the future. He's that got to, cool. man. He's a big horror name now. He is, yeah. I get I get some Watchmen though if I met him. Watchmen, yeah. Yeah, That'd so good cool. in that. Mm-hmm. Do you have I might do in, I might do Insidious no. over I might do Insidious over Conjuring if I met him, honestly. Um so I have Bonnie Aarons, uh so I signed non picture and I have Patrick Wilson uh signed um nice. Insidious poster, uh along with um Oh my do god. You need Patrick Wilson? No. Um someone went to the con and got him and he also got Lin Shay. So, Lin Shay, yeah. yeah. What, what did they cool. say about Patrick with the fans? It, it was um a, a service, like a oh, one it. of those services that like that gets Beckett author reason like gotcha. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. How I got my Christopher Lloyd. I want to say it was a horror hound he did maybe. It was only one. One one time only and damn it all the horror fans scared him off. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah that, that's why I actually I think I, I might have won it. Really? I think I, I won it uh, with The Rage, that the short film we watched from uh, Stephen DeRock. I'm pretty sure that was one yeah. of his raffles that he nice. was doing. So, yeah, I was super excited about that because I knew Patrick Wilson would be hard to get. And uh, Lynn Shea as well. I don't know if she does many cons. So. She, yeah, she didn't do a ton. I'd, I'd love to meet her too. Yeah. But the conjuring wise, I met uh, her. I, I have the nun, and that's it. You, you did met her, Todder? I did. I met her when she was nice. doing the... She's very nice, super sweet, older lady. I met her when she was doing 2001 Maniac stuff back back in oh, wow. five, maybe. Okay. Yep. Nice. Super nice. old, Like a grandma. Like, super pleasant. Did you get... What did you get signed? 
uh, 2001, or it was a free one actually. It was a panel for nice. that movie, and then you go behind the stage and had all the actors, and she signed one where, if you remember that movie, they put like a pole through a guy's asshole, and she licks <laughs> off the tip. That's yeah. what she signed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to meet her just to get a, the, my Nightmare on Elm Street poster signed. Yeah. Uh, from her, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. She asks next, what's your series ranking? So here you go. Here we go. All right. I got them up. Let me pull them up here. Well, should we wait until we like rate this one or should uh, we just do it? How about you? I guess, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. So from worst to best. Uh, I'm going to go with Annabelle, The Nun. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed up. I didn't see this one. Okay, so I'd go Annabelle, The Curse of La Llorona. That's in the universe? Yes. So, well, I don't know. It's supposed... It it was, and then the director came out and said it's not anymore. Uh, I don't know. It's so confusing. Um, Okay. So, all right. Let me start over here. All right. So, Annabelle, Curse of La Llorona. The Nun, uh, Annabelle, Cre- Annabelle Comes Home, Annabelle Creation. Oh, see, I fucked up because I forgot about our new one here. Uh, now I'm all fucked up. I didn't even know we were doing this. This is why I know. I'm, this is why you write stuff down, folks. Um, okay, one more time. <laughs> Take your time. Annabelle, <laughs> The Curse of La Llorona, The Conjuring, <laughs> The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. The Nun, uh, Annabelle Comes Home, Annabelle Creation, The Conjuring 2, The Conjuring. Yeah. That was that was hard. I'm going to keep yours, remove Lily Rona because I haven't watched it one and we don't know if it's canon anymore, right? Yeah, yeah that's then, the whole thing. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap Creation and Comes Home. I think uh, Comes Home is really cool. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. swap Conjuring 1 and 2, put 2 at the top. All right. Yeah, that's actually really close to mine. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I've so, so it's Annabelle was the worst. Uh, Curse of the Arona number number two. Uh, Conjuring three, then the nun, then um, it, what's the second? Uh, Annabelle comes home. Annabelle is comes, comes home. home. The yeah. Creation. That, oh, creation. Oh, cre- creation. Creation. Creation two. Then comes home. Then Conjuring one. Then Conjuring two. So it's pretty much the same as Todd's actually. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except I have Lyrona on it. Lyrona. I gotta watch that stuff. Yeah, that's a. I did a, that episode with uh, Joe alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Way back. <laughs> well, really? was it just me and you? Yeah, and that was the first. Oh. My first. Uh, that was the first episode where I became like a full time member. Where I started okay, like cool. after that every episode. So I remember I being not. I remember being not as bad as like we it's, thought it's, it was going to be. It's not. No, it's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, it just it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I want to say like I gave it a six, maybe a six and a half. Yeah, I can't. Like I can't remember. All right, uh, and Sam, I'm guessing you're not going to give it a shot. Well, do you guys even care? <laughs> no, of course <laughs> yes. I care. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I know. I'm just teasing. Okay, so I didn't know we were doing this, so I was just scribbling while you guys were blabbering. Um, okay, so from the worst to the best, I'm going with La Llorona, <laughs> The Nun, <laughs> um, Conjuring 3, and then I'm grouping the Annabelles together, and then I'm doing Conjuring 1, and then Conjuring 2. I don't know okay. if anyone else had that one, but. 
And we're all close. Yeah. yeah. So. Ooh, backwards hat means business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's about to arm wrestle somebody like over the top. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just Limp a biscuit. Oh, gosh. Uh, all right. Our final question, still from Mandy. Would you accept an invite to Ed's oh. museum? Would you touch yes. the Annabelle doll? Fuck Would no. you take it home? Fuck Basically, no. how no. afraid are you of it? <laughs> Three fuck I'll- knows. I would totally go to the museum, like to walk around, and they do offer tours, like very oh, little. Then, then it like gets yeah. on your soul and like takes you <laughs> home and haunts your entire lineage for three hundred yeah. years. I was gonna do it like years ago. This was even before I think the first Conjuring came out, or it might have been like a little after the first Conjuring. It was a long time ago, but it was like five hundred bucks. You got to meet Lorraine. Wow. Um, well, actually. But I was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like 500 bucks. I don't know about that. <laughs> Just so like I didn't with Romero, do... now you can't, Joe. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. now, yeah, exactly. But you I would definitely totally... should have done that. Yeah. Um, but I totally would go to the museum and like look around. Would I touch anything? No, I wouldn't. Totally not. How often do they, uh, is it like a year round thing? I mean, probably pre COVID, but special it's, events. It's super okay. limited. Yeah. They yeah. do, they open it like once in a, once in a while. It's expensive though. Yeah. And usually it's, it always used to end with like Lorraine had doing a Q and A. I don't know what they do who, now. Who owns the house? The brother or brother or uh, son-in-law? I think the son, yeah, son-in-law, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's oh, uh, it's like her, their daughter's husband that does it. Yeah, it's the son-in-law. Is do you guys know if the actual? Um, I mean, I know the animal doll looks different, obviously, from the real thing, but Raggedy Ann. Yeah, is the real basement or the locked room the same as the one they show in the movie? Very close. I've watched um, like tours of it online, Ugh, and no. a lot of the elements that they show in the movies come from the actual. I wonder uh, what would happen if your mom went there, Joe. I know, like, would right? Be bombarded. I, I wonder. I'd be cu- I, I would think so, but I, I mean, I don't know. Oof. I mean, that's different, right? It's like demonology more than like yes. spirits. So I don't know how that would work for her. Yeah, I'll yeah. ask her. I'll have to ask her and see what. <laughs> She thinks. I know she would love to go, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so I have the same regret as Joe. Actually, my wife talks about it all the time because in 2016, uh, we were very close to buying uh, tickets to uh, her her dinner. It's like 18 people. Uh, you have dinner, then it's a Q&A with her, and then they give you a tour of the museum. And the Annabelle doll was also going to be present at the dinner. Uh, wow, obviously, cool. obviously, you couldn't touch her, but uh, they were yeah. going to bring her out. It was like a special one-time only yeah, I'm sure they've done it after, but uh, yeah. it was. Uh, do you, and do you guys remember? I think it, it's How much when was I, that? It was something like yeah, five hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah, uh, it was more getting there. It was a pain in the ass because it was in mm-hmm. late October and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember? I think it's when we first started, uh, when I first started being on the podcast, where they did a live show of them moving the Annabelle doll. the Annabelle doll, yes. I, I don't know if that was when we were YouTubers and doing like a hangout or it was on during the podcast, but I remember that was yeah. a big thing and we were talking about it back then. And that was, I remember watching that and being so invested in it, which, <laughs> yeah. which is so fucking stupid. When you think yeah. of it, it's just these grown men moving a doll. Yeah. <laughs> I was so invested in that whole like video. It's almost as good as, and I'm really dating myself with this, when uh, Geraldo was trying to see if the... Um, Alco- no, Al Capone's <laughs> fucking glove box or whatever, or safe had any like cool stuff in it, and then there was mm. nothing in it. It was like, yeah. Do you remember? I remember they did that with the uh, what was it? The 
the they found like it was on Fox and they had the uh Tombs of Egypt. Mummy's tomb. Yeah, yeah it was like I, Tombs I of Egypt, and they, <laughs> and they opened it, and there was nothing in it. Was and they're like, oh, all right. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it was like fucking three hours of them. They should know it's real. Yeah. Fucking around with plan anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, good times. Uh, well, but yeah, so so getting back to the question, so no one would go to the or touch the Annabelle doll. I know Joe, you said no. you'd go to the. I'd go. I would only touch. touch I would only touch her if Lorraine was still alive, because then I know that she would help me if something bad happened. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. I. I have no problem with it. Like I, I'd even take it home if I could keep it as a fucking collection piece. No problem. <laughs> Dang. Like, it doesn't scare me whatsoever. So. Like, so. So don't... you don't believe in any of this stuff being haunted? Not the slightest. I. I think they're con artists. If you're. <laughs> uh, if you're asking me. So. Yeah. Actually, but I thought yeah. we had a question about that. Probably. I, think I was going to say, what makes you say that, Steve? Oh, Not that I'm just There's disagreeing. a whole series of questions I forgot here. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so yeah, no. And I will, we'll get to that when we get to that question, which is coming up pretty soon. So yeah, we have a couple more questions here. Uh, first one's from Captain Amazing 85 So Chuck, do you all think the Conjuring universe is getting overcrowded or is it a welcome thing? Uh, I mean, there's been, there's been good and bad. So I think it's fine. I, I would... I'm fine with them. Like, keep going. Um, I think they can do better than this one. So, I'm fine with it being more open and welcoming, but I don't need three Annabelles. I don't need more than one nun. Like, I think it should just be one movie per new character. One and done. Mm-hmm. Like, add the chapters to the story. That's fine, but I don't need two-part chapters uh, the last two Annabelle movies have been great so i'm, I'm okay I'll, I'll welcome more Annabelle movies just, well that's fine but i don't need like another the devil made me do it part yeah. five five c <laughs> all right the devil made me do it six 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 <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. actually this is the most successful universe outside of marvel so I'm, yeah i'd be fine with more i mean just tie it loosely if you need to but no problem there uh next question what would you have named this movie I mean, Conjuring Three. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah, I think yeah. The Conjuring Three well, well, would be fine. Why bother with the fucking? This, yeah, but this one, this one did feel more of like a spinoff one than it, like an actual Conjuring movie to me. I, I really think that the last Annabelle film was a perfect Conjuring movie, where mm. after two movies of them dealing with stuff and bringing it to the house, it's like dealing it with it within the house. I thought that was yeah. like the perfect Conjuring Three and a good close to the series. You know, like finish off the museum stuff. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway um so yeah so i I just named conjuring three what about you guys yeah agreed uh all right next one if you had to battle an entity from the conjuring universe which one would you survive which one would you die oh i would defeat the stapler sure (laughs) what's i'm assuming they have a stapler somewhere (laughs) what (laughs) the the racks and racks of stuff they have like random shit on there like a cup i'm okay i'm defeating the cup if it's based on the <laughs> the in the universe item, cups going down and any of those other ones are killing me, man. Because you can't shoot them, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking the uh, Annabelle is probably taking me out, no doubt about it. She's yeah. There's no way. She, yeah, man. She don't play fair. Um, I don't know what I'd defeat, honestly. Probably, yeah, like Todd said, some inanimate object they got sitting on the shelf there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like, I'm sorry, but this is like prime time for a scary movie to do a spoof on this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, and I, I agree. I think most of them would end up killing me. So, <laughs> fortunately, they're, they're very unfair, those demons and the conjuring. I hate how they get so close to you, too, and like scream oh, yeah. your freaking ear. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're always in their face. Get always away. In their face, they're though. so yeah. angry. Jeez. Uh, all right. And he, his last question Sam, let me get that food pairing, please. Um, Devil made me do it. Doesn't the guy like. He asks them if they want an omelet, and he's like, I have chicken shit on my hands. <laughs> yeah. So an true. omelet with a little bit of chicken shit on the side. Devil but day. what I really table. had was nachos. I had nachos, nice. and Joe had popcorn, so. Uh, Devil, a little jalapenos on there? No, no I don't ever ask. Not. Yeah, I don't uh, know if they do jalapenos anymore. Yeah. No, that sucks. I would do deviled eggs for my food pairing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So next questions from Garen97. Not sure if you've answered this before, but what are your thoughts on the actual real life Warrens? Yeah, no, I don't think we've ever really talked about it. Um, you know, I don't know a ton about them. I haven't done a lot of research. I know a lot of people think they're con artists and whatnot and take advantage and have taken advantage of like these people and stuff. Um, Steve, I mean, I feel like you've done a lot of research on them, so I'll let you talk on it. Uh, yeah, I, I think their intentions were good at first, but eventually they became more about their image and just trying to keep kind of their hustle going. Um, I think they started like, you know, drinking their own Kool-Aid kind of and started believing in their own stories and stuff like that. Now, I think a lot of people uh, that do stuff like this are shysters. Uh, so really, I have no reason to hate the Warrens more than I would anyone else who does, you know, like palm readings or any any of the stuff. Like your mom, for example, is a good example. She doesn't do it for profit. So that's someone who I feel is more genuine, right? She doesn't do it for attention. She just has that and people ask her about it and she'll, she'll answer. Whereas people like the Warrens, or really anyone who does in that line of work seem to either do it for attention or money. And that's where I have a problem with it. So I can see why I have a problem with the Warrens, but I, like I said, I would have met still Lorraine Warren because it was an interesting conversation. And I'm always up for an interesting conversation, regardless of what the person's done. Did they uh, charge people to come help? I was going to say, I read that they didn't charge the people that they helped. They only charged when they would do talks and like appearances. I mean, the, because they wanted it to be more like an educational thing but i mean who knows honestly i i'm with joe i don't have enough information to give my opinion on it mm -hmm. but off face value if they're not charging for it and they're just paying to talk i mean i'll i don't know i don't know i don't have enough information so yeah but yeah. i mean let's say you and your family todd go through something right and the people come and they help you for free. You know, they, they try to help you with your situation and then go off and make a fortune off it by doing talks and books and movies and stuff like that. Doesn't that kind of upset you a little bit? You know, that's where I think the shyster part is, is that they're kind of using people's stories and profiting off them elsewhere, not through directly through the people. So were the Warrens multimillionaires? They're not poor. <laughs> I know, yeah, but um, were they I was like Tom say, Brady rich? They, I mean, they were able to make a living off it. I don't know if they ever got like super. They were pretty they, famous. Though, they they like, sold their story to the Conjuring, right? To, yeah, right. Like, no. To yeah. movies and the books and the talks and the five hundred. That was also dinner. like forty years later, though. Like you know, they sure. were, were pretty old by that point. Um, yeah. But, but I, I mean, I, too, going back to where they would paint the house, they would paint 
the houses that they would see if they were haunted and they would like listen to these people's stories and then if it was spooky enough they'd paint it and go sell it with that story so it's like that but on a really small scale so i don't know i don't i don't know a lot about them either i was watching um a youtube video of ed and lorraine talking about this case from the conjuring three um i don't know it was it was a really long video it was like 40 something minutes and it was just really interesting to kind of see them talk and how they handled themselves and mannerisms because i was trying to see if they were I mean, I think if you can like capitalize and make money that way, I don't see personally like a super issue with it. I mean, hey, you gotta right, you gotta hustle, you gotta make money somehow, some way. So if and if they were actually able to help those families, is it really all that bad? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the. I don't know. That's what I want to know more about. If they truly believed in what they were doing, or did they know they were full of shit? Because that's more damaging. Right. Knowing you're full of shit mm -hmm. when you're pretending not to be, you know. So I don't know. I, you know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go on the deep dive on YouTube probably about this. Yeah, Same, but they, yeah. they never ad admit to it, right? That's you won't. Right. I wonder if there's so. other people that have worked with them or have some kind of crossing with them where they're like, no, they're totally scam artists. Blah yeah, blah. It'd blah, have blah. to be a third party, right? It I, can't be anyone part yeah. of their. Then what I, is their agenda too? You know, it's right. Like, yeah, it's, that's the that's problem with anything, right? Is that. I, I thought I had read now I could be wrong on this, but I thought I had read someone from the, one of the family members from the Amityville thing came out and said like they were full of shit. But I mean, uh, I don't have that whole, all the details on that. I know he made it the, one of the sons made a documentary. It's called my Amityville horror. And I think he talks about it in that. But then you got that guy, like no offenses, a nobody that's a wrong word. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. not, might be trying to capitalize on oh shit the warrens are popular because conjuring sure yeah they come out and trash them mm -hmm. i don't know man it's hard, it's hard to believe people now yeah exactly and that's the thing with anything but uh i mean i, I still would have met her i still watch their movies so i don't hate them that much right it's i don't know uh all right next question uh still from horror fan ryan uh, we going camping this weekend in the backwoods of west virginia should we be more concerned about the family from wrong turn or mothman <laughs> Oh, oh, wrong turn. Yeah, wrong <laughs> turn. Mothman's terrifying. Man, Moth that's yeah, a great movie. Yeah, it is Moth terrifying. those guys. Bigfoot, get your ass. Shit, that might have to make it... That might creep Blair onto my... Ooh. Is Mothman 90s? That might creep onto my list. That's a good one. Really? Uh, I think it's early 2000s. I, I watched it and it, it, it did not early hold up. Is there early It didn't hold up? Okay. I, I don't yeah. remember, but it, I didn't even put it on my list because uh, Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Yeah. That movie sucks, man. <laughs> No, what? Yeah, I love yeah, that. Movie. It, it didn't age well at all, man. All right, I got. All right, I got to really? rewatch it then. Yeah, uh, I'd say yeah. Mothman because he's supernatural, whereas Wrong Turn. I mean, at least they're human, so. I got the nostalgia glasses, maybe on that one. Yeah. What else is new? Uh, and finally, the real last question here from Renfa: If you were a demon, what would be your demon power, and how would you be defeated? My demon power would be I would. Um, make people like sleep paralysis like i'd stand over their beds and i'd suck all their energy and get stronger from just scaring the shit out of them by just standing you already there do, you already do that <laughs> is that I, why i have wow. sleep paralysis like joe joe what are you doing here <laughs> he's just floating above your bed <laughs> right shut up steve <laughs> i i'd make everyone all the adults orgasmic and then oh, they make it oh, super wow. embarrassed to say anything that's going on. They just be like, 
ready to go to bed because there comes Todd, you know, and to defeat me, um, uh, chastity belts. I don't know. What? (laughs) A blessed chastity belt. I like it. Um, this is hard. What would my power be? I don't know. I think I would be a demon for animals. Like if anyone abused their animal, I would just crush them with my like hand. Like, wow. And the only way that they could beat me is if they sacrificed themselves. If they just kill themselves. <laughs> so then you I'll, either I'll, way. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I like it. Yeah. And you'll come back for more. <laughs> the only way to defeat them is poachers you beware. Yourself. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, Orgasmic demon, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love turn how, everyone how, into looking like the nun. Nah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd make everyone into like demon nuns, it, making a bunch of girlfriends for himself. Yeah, and the way to defeat me is to have the Warrens come after me, <laughs> the fake Warrens, the movie Warrens. So, uh, yeah. So that's all the questions we had this week. Thank you, everyone, for asking them. We really, really appreciate it. All right, rate this Thank motherfucker you. real quick. Ooh. Mine dropped since we talked. Yeah. Significantly. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I said everything I needed to say about this one. Very disappointing. One of the weakest in the franchise. Uh, I'm giving it a five. Oof. A five? Riddle. Wow. Samer? Someone else needs to go just so I can kind of balance well, I- this out. I'll tell you where I was at. I was at about a 7.25. Mm-hmm. And we started talking. I'm like, yeah, you guys are right. And it was completely forgettable. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go back to it. So I'm going to go with a six or, or a 2.5 out of five on Letterboxd. So six. This is tough. Um, I feel bad for rating it low. Uh, the weakest, <laughs> the weakest of the one of them all that we've been saying. Um, I'm going to rate it. A six point eight, but I'll I'll watch it again, maybe around Halloween. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Last week's episode, you guys were so convinced that I liked the Conjuring, <laughs> and I was just thinking, nope, I did not. <laughs> You're a little sneaky bastard. You are <laughs> sneaky, and um, I even asked Joe, and he was like, "Do you really want me to tell you based off his of his letterbox?" number and i said yeah and he was like he liked spiral better and i was like what the fuck i was like this movie's not gonna be good if steve did not like it uh yeah did you so watch spiral too i did the same night Ooh, actually i gotta sneak i gotta sneak on your letterbox to see yeah <laughs> um so yeah so uh, uh i i just i was so disappointed like i think it went in too too many directions no focus the scares weren't that memorable the movie was not memorable um and after so i i watched spiral and conjuring in the same night and the next day, all I could think about was Spiral and nothing about Conjuring. Like, I mm. totally just forgot about Conjuring. Uh, it just wasn't interesting. And if it was, like Joe said, if it wasn't for the, the Warrens, you know, Patrick and um, Vera, yeah, this would have been way lower. Not not mm. worse of the year lower. I don't think it would have been. I, I've watched some pretty shitty films this year. Mm. But it would have been definitely much lower. But to me, this is a six. And for a Conjuring film, that's, like, heartbreaking to me because mm. it was one of my most anticipated films of the year. Country one and two are two of my favorites. So yeah, this one. I'm bummed about this one. But how mm, sad. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the weakest of all the major releases so far. Yeah, definitely. So I know people someone asked that the other week. So bummer. 
And hopefully, I think they'll get better. I really do. I, I think this is a rare miss. And I think uh, the franchise, its not, I don't think it's like the end or the downfall of the franchise. I think they can pick themselves up and mm-hmm. give us a better movie. I agree. Yeah, so sure. we uh, doing Spiral next week? Spiral. Yes. Watching Chris Dun-a-dun. Rock try to stare Dun-a-dun. off dramatically <laughs> into every fucking shot. Hello. Hello. Hello, detective. <laughs> At least that one I could rewatch again. So oh, I'm going to have to rewatch it just... To yeah. laugh some more. So it was. So I, I, I have to rent these movies because their theaters are closed. It was four dollars more to buy it, which I was surprised that they were selling oh, it this geez. this quickly. So I bought it instead. The bad of free save. Uh, no, actually. Anyway, well, we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, uh, Conjuring, not recommended. Lorraine, Ed. No, that one wasn't good. <laughs> Ed, the connection works both ways. <laughs> You guys think they'd do it in the their locked room? Oh, who Vera? And yeah, Patrick? wouldn't you? Yeah. They no. probably have, yeah, they're both the actual people. Well, we'll go to the actors too. Do you think they do in the trailers? No, I, I hope so. Me too. <laughs> Patrick's married. Hey, you know what? You're not married on set, so. Is <laughs> I would assume is Vera too. Probably. She's I'm not hot, sure. Man. I feel like she would be. Yeah, she probably. Definitely they're is. both sisters. Hot. Cute too. Yes. I always thought that was her daughter for a while. Yeah, because there's an age gap there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. All right. All righty. Bye, See guys. you next week for Spiral. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Enter the contest. Am I gonna walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, oh, da 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 da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you?